Boom. Live, 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 live. Okay. Well, we'll wait for people to drip in, but it doesn't matter if they come or not because this goes up as an episode. Episode 133. It's just bodybuilding. We're doing this one live. Of course, myself, Big Ron Partlow. I'm sitting here with Dusty Hanshaw and Scott McNally. What's going on today, guys? Well, one, it's very obvious that we're back to right next to each other because we have the mics set up beautifully today. Yeah, it's seamless. Yes, yes. I'm yes. right here. Yeah, bring it to, there you go. Now we're in the yes. same room. It's just practically kind of cover up the background. There we go. Okay, there, there we, we go. go. Same room, and I look totally natural <clears throat> in multiple ways. Get it? Uh, <clears throat> so, how was the trip, Ron? Yeah, so FIBO. Shit. That was a long trip. I was gone for eight days. So I, uh, oh, people logging in now. Good to see everybody. Um, yeah, so I shot over to England, landed in London, and um, headed up to uh, the Midlands, which is what they call the kind of the middle of England there, and um, went to Jamie's private gym, the Giant's Lair. Ooh, nice. And we had a, le- and we had a leg workout and shot an episode of Mutant on a Mission. Nice. And uh, by the way, I got to remind everybody, my Dragon's Lair episode with Flex Lewis and Dominic Cardone, where we trained some arms, is out now. So go to the Mutant YouTube and check out the Dragon's Lair episode. It's awesome. It looks amazing. Um, of course, Nick Del Toro and Constantine doing their thing on that. Everything they shoot looks good. So anyways, we went up and uh, we worked, uh, worked legs at Jamie's gym. And then Jamie and I headed down to London the next day and flew to Cologne. Mm-hmm. So I traveled, traveled with the giant. And uh, <clears throat> so we came into Cologne on Wednesday and it was a four day expo, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We did all four days at the booth mm-hmm. and, um, and uh, flew home Monday morning. So yeah, it was a hell of a trip, man. The expo itself, FIBO was like, the, the power hall where we were was like mm-hmm. a third the size of normal. Right. But there was like open space everywhere and they didn't even have the bottom level open. So it right. was like way smaller than normal. But the vibe was really great. Everyone was super positive to be back. Mm-hmm. The people that were there were there to do fucking business. Like, like, the, like it was a great weekend. Right. <laughs> you know, there was all these new distributors coming by the booth that are just, they're like, what brands are ready to go? Let's go. That's cool. And so it was cool, you know, and like, I know a lot of the big brands skipped it, you know, a lot of the big like companies weren't there, which, Hey, fuck, it seemed great for us, man. We got a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. There weren't a lot of hardcore bodybuilding brands, um, especially the big ones. They weren't around. So Mm -hmm. we really stood out like, you know what I mean? Yeah. was like, yeah, big, looked like a real nice, big, you know, Big mutant booth. It looked good. We were we were really happy. So um, yeah, so we come away come away from the show. You know, back in the swing of things. Um, Jamie's a cool guy. He's gonna be great with mutant. He's gonna fit perfect. He he draws a lot of. You know how like the people who come to see me, or mm-hmm. sorry, the people the people who stop and talk to me, <clears throat> most of them, like the vast majority of them, know who I am. Right. They're stopping to talk to Ron. Right. But a guy like Jamie, 
he gets the people who don't have a clue what's going on. They stop and talk to him because mm. they're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> the six, six, three forty does yeah. have that effect. <laughs> and it's funny because there's an extra effect uh, that's just from the height. You know, like oh, if people sure. see a guy who's five, nine and jacked, they're like, oh yeah, that guy's fucking awesome bodybuilder. But when yeah. they see a guy like Jamie, they're like, I got to go get a picture with this fucking guy. Like the yeah. number of people that just wanted a photo with him and they were laughing while they took it. Like they're laughing and then they look at it and they laugh. Like there's that novelty <laughs> effect, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was good. Good time, man. And uh, we missed you. And a lot of people asked for you. Where's Dusty? Where's Dusty? A damn anti-vaxxer, which isn't even true. I just didn't take it for myself. Y'all can do it. Right, right, um, right. But I think, I think based on what I'm seeing that uh, that's going to be washed out. And by the time we're back overseas, even later in the year, I should be good to go. Yeah, I think so. A lot of places have just are, are letting up on that thing. So I hope yeah. so, because uh, if we go back to England, I would hate to miss that. You know? Yeah, no, it's um, England will be a riot. Uh, everybody said, I'll see you in September at the UK Arnold. Everybody, every right. single person. See at the UK yes. Arnold, everyone's going. Um, and uh, oh, well, fucking uh, Roman came for a workout. Nice. Up with Roman Fritz there. Nice. So uh, Jamie and, and Roman and I went and did chest. Uh, one of the yeah, You sucked at giving me uh, about getting videos of that shit. I was like, Ron. You guys are training. I get like a clip. Didn't get like a, was full a couple clips. video. I didn't see anybody puking, and I know they did. This is bullshit. <laughs> no, no, no puking on. I was, I was in the, I was in the fan seat this weekend. I didn't get to be there, so I was like, wanting oh, was a good time. You know, I'm yeah, still waiting for my pictures from the Arnold. Speaking of which, so, well, so there. Oh, I have a lot of them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We had like probably five. It was wild. <laughs> I, I got all these awesome shots of Roman, but I didn't want to post them without his permission, so I sent them all to him. I'm like, hey, I got these pictures of you. You know, like he dropped his pants and was showing us his legs. So I've nice. got these right. crazy pictures of his legs. People would just be like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. kind of funny. Um, and uh, yeah, we just had a great session, ate a lot of steak and fry meals. Here, I'll see if you can see this picture of Roman's legs. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that's wacky. Hell yeah. That's just hanging out in the gym. That's when's, incredible. When's he on stage? How many, how many weeks? Well, he's doing uh, Arnold in September. Yeah, so he's ready. <laughs> he's ready now. <laughs> Typical Roman. Right? He's like, I'm going to start dieting soon. When? <clears throat> A week out. Yeah, he's always know, lean. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty shredded, so. Yeah, he was looking good, man. We had a good workout. Um, those guys both trained super smart. Like Jamie and Roman used like perfect form on everything. And, you know, we didn't even care about weights. We were just like throwing mm -hmm. the pin in like, uh -huh, throw it in there. Just about make there. the set good. You know, I don't know, throw a plate on, whatever. Like there was right. no like, uh, you know, formulas going on. <laughs> how was, the, just, how uh, was the actual uh, leg training video that you shot for being on a mission? Was that pretty nuts? I think it'll be good. I mean, I'm not going to say it was the best workout i ever done in my life. I was fucked. So jet lagged. So fucking right. jet lagged and tired when we shot that workout. That was probably, I was thinking to myself right before we started the, the workout. I was mm -hmm. thinking this might be the most tired I've ever been for an episode of this show. Right. <laughs> That's when you just hope that you have the, um, 
you have the great editing. I had a video one time that Todd shot of me where it was, <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. It was, it was the worst workout literally of my entire life. And, um, but we only had like one day to film at that time. Yeah. So we, it was what it was. <clears throat> and I remember I told him like, like two exercises in, I'm like, you have to work your fucking magic, dude. <laughs> this is, this is what I have today. And I remember the video came out and of course, you know, I don't watch them, but people were like, that workout was so fucking intense. And I'm like, that workout was shit. It was yeah, absolutely no, shit. <laughs> and, and the, and the editing of this was amazing. <laughs> That's funny. I well, Jamie wasn't feeling his best, and uh, I was super jet lagged. So we did like it was supposed to be his mainly hamstring day. So we did like four hamstring movements and only two quad movements. Right. But it should be a good video because the guy that shot it is like awesome, and you know our editors are great. So we'll see how it turns out. But I did want to uh, I did want to obviously bring up. You know what happened yesterday i see everyone's kind of commenting now so i figured it's a good time for us to maybe touch on it um but you know cedric we lost mm. cedric someone expected yeah you know um 44 years old i haven't heard any details that's you know i've heard i think at this, this point i don't even care about details i think that's the one one thing i'm happy about it it seems like overall more people are just saying too soon and that sucks whereas yeah for a long time there are a lot there's there's always speculation um yeah it seems like a lot less one. this time which is beautiful um yeah i think the one thing that we we know is that he was obviously having some issues because leading into the arnold he had to bounce because he wasn't able to hold any food down for a pretty extended period of time mm -hmm. a lot of signs that something wasn't right um and bottom line is just I think what sucks, uh, those of us who even knew him on a small level, and I'm not saying we were friends, but just had a few like, um, you know, hanging out, uh, posing before a show in a hotel room moments, you you would really know who Cedric was. Um, and and his, his greatest passion was his kids and like just having a good time. Like, you know, so I think it was an extra big loss um, knowing that, uh, you know, he, he obviously, like a lot of people, but he left kids behind and, and he's kind of an irreplaceable figure because uh, even yeah. how he was, his, he was a big kid with his kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, that was brutal to see for sure. Yeah. I, um, you know, I didn't know Cedric well at all, but I definitely knew him to see him. Like he would say hi to me and stuff, you know, and <clears throat> I, I, I'll never forget kind of like the, the funny interactions like I remember I, I spent a bit of time at the SciTech booth one year at Body Power. And like that was kind of the first time I met him. And he was just so funny. He was just cracking everybody up, just being a big dork, like just goofy stuff. But like everyone yep. was like watching him. He was like entertaining the group for like five minutes straight. He was right. doing this bit. He was kind of doing like a bit, you know, mm -hmm. and and talking in his real Cedric voice. You know, and he kind of gets loud and he's like doing his thing and just funny, man. And like he had this one fan and like a headlock and he was like joking around with him. <laughs> it was just funny. And then <clears throat> and then I remember at FIBA one year, I went into McFit, the gym that the first like the fitness gym that the first one I went to, because we didn't know where the gyms were. Yeah. Anyways, all everyone was there training. It was so busy. You couldn't even train. And I grabbed it. I had a pulley. I think it was Ben Pikulski and I had a pulley. And we did an entire arm workout on this pulley. 
because there was nothing. Oh, that was at that gym. Was our pulley, yeah. yeah. Okay. And <laughs> right next to us was Cedric, and he was in the squat rack doing barbell curls. <laughs> and I remember he said, he's like, it's all right. Ain't nobody in here doing any fucking squats anyways. I <laughs> just <laughs> sounded a lot like him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just, he goes, there's nowhere to go. What am I supposed to do? And he's like, I just do fucking barbell curls. And he was like standing in the rack doing barbell curls. We were all laughing how there was no machines available. And he's like, oh, there's 10 yeah. cents of barbell curls. Like Arnold. Yeah. You know? yep. And, uh, but he was just laughing about it. Like everyone was kind of laughing at how crowded the gym was. Like, what are you supposed to do? You know? Yeah. And that's, he was just, he just seemed like a real good guy, you know? So it's a crazy surprise to everyone, you know, obviously. You know, and then the military thing too, like, just imagine, like, wasn't he a drill sergeant? I don't know <laughs> what his actual uh, position I thought he was, was. like, like, a, like, you know, like an instructor at some level. I can't, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't want to speak on it, but I thought he was like, you know, he'd be in a real role model position, you know, teaching right. other guys, you know? So imagine the number of people he's affected, you know, positively over the, over the years, you know, just a real impactful guy because like obviously we think the bodybuilding stuff but there was so much more to his life because of the military Just think of mm -hmm. all the people that he affected because he was in the military you know for what 20 some years yeah <clears throat> so yeah hell of a guy i um i've enjoyed hearing you know some people have kind of told their cedric story you know some of the yeah. fans have posted their cedric story and i've had a few people message me like you know guest posing stories and stuff like that so you know, I just, uh, I don't know. What about you, Scott? What, what, what do you think of the whole situation? Yeah, I, I, uh, the first thing I thought about was, uh, getting the chance to see him compete, uh, when he won the Arnold in 2017. And, uh, he was a, he was a guy like out of our community that I, I had never had a lot of interactions with him. Like, you know, some people I've been lucky enough that I get to talk to and I've gotten to know and, you know, stuff like that. He wasn't one of those guys, but, uh, his physique was incredible. And my friend VJ, who I was there with, he, he was a huge Cedric fan. So he was always going on about how great Cedric was. And, and, and I would really say that VJ got me to see a lot of the cool things about Cedric's physique. And, and and I feel like he's been around for a long time because back when I used to listen to RX Muscle, the heavy muscle radio, Dave used to talk about him and working with him and, and, and or Chris working with him. And uh, it just, there were so many like good positive stories around the guy. It really, he really is a, a loss because he was like a good dude for our community. And you know what too? I think that you remember when when he won, a lot of people and, and Arnold made a big deal out of it about his waist and how small it was. And he had said, like, this is what bodybuilders should look like. You know, they could still be jacked and huge like they are today, but they should look like this, this kind of waist. And I think that a lot of people looked at him as being almost like an, an, an ideal physique of sorts, you know. Right. Um, so, I, I mean, he really did a lot for our sport just through his personality and, and through his physique. But yeah. it was pretty incredible to see <laughs> him win that show. Um, and, and although he wasn't like my personal favorite guy, you know, obviously you can't help but love a dude with a physique like that and his personality. Yeah. And then he was giving shit to Arnold on stage, get real you know, right back at him. So 
So that was <laughs> that was pretty cool, I, you know. I watched that clip the other day when he like starts interviewing Arnold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right on stage, just starts. Yeah, flip the him. switch. And you yeah, see he Arnold did. Just standing there, like Arnold's just standing there, like fuck. <laughs> this guy's got me. Like, I, do, I was I not go ready on. for this. No, he wasn't. Not at all. But that that's Cedric, right? That's who he yeah. was. Didn't didn't Cedric also do stuff like? I don't know if it was when he won the Arnold, but didn't he want all the other guys to stay on stage with him? That was the Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. Did he, he wanted them to come all back on stage or stay on stage. Yeah, he brought he them back on. Leave. Yeah. He brought them yep. all back on. He's like, no, no. He goes, I, I, he goes well, I'm going to win this show or something. Like, I want to share it with all my, my, my boys, you know? Yeah. And yeah. he brought, like, the, the rest of the top six or whatever back on stage to do, do all the, the photos with him and Arnold. I think that's what happened. So yep. I know some fan out there will know a lot more than I do, but I think that's what, that's just in my memory, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I remember him like talking, like he, he like always wanted to seem like he wanted to like, um, like bounce the credit off of himself onto other people. All yeah. Time. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. Share, share credit, share victory, share, share the progress, the progress or the success or whatever. He would always say, you know, like that sort of stuff, like, would deflect it off onto others. So like I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have trained this hard if these guys weren't so good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you can you see know, it in the so. stories people are sharing. Like I, I saw a story that Terrence Ruffin posted and he said, I think it was from 2017 maybe of him getting a workout in with Cedric and, uh, and Terrence at the time, he was a little guy. Like he did not have the upper body muscle like he does now. And, and re realistically, a guy like Cedric, it'd be easy to just be like, yeah, he's another classic physique pro, you know, guy hasn't put much time in, he's not that big, whatever. But, you know, nowadays I feel like everybody would stop and give Terrence the time for a workout. But like Cedric was, he's, he was like, Cedric took the time to get a workout in with me when a lot of pros didn't even know who I was or care who I was. But it's like right. he, he legitimately like touched Terrence's life by doing something nice for him, you know, and yeah. that's. That's the kind of thing I, I think, I don't know about you guys, but like we all got to die sometime, right? And yeah. when I do, whether it's next week or hopefully a lot further away from that, I want to be the kind of guy that's remembered by those cool stories like Cedric, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So yeah it, that's the one thing you have to take out of, <clears throat> you know, these gone too soon, early passing stories, no matter who it is is um you know when you know if or when you hear those stories it's a reminder of the fact that you know your your legacy is gonna you know you, everyone has a type of legacy yeah what do we want it to be you know like i i just posted something the other day you know the taylor hawkins also passed away the drummer for the foo fighters there mm -hmm. and i'm a you know i was a huge fan of taylor hawkins he's a fucking wicked drummer and and I'm reading like some really cool stories now. And you realize like, damn, he was a good guy. Like this, this one dude posted that he worked at a guitar store. He worked at a music store in LA for like five years at one point. And he said, Taylor Hawkins would come in all the time and they would just hang out. He would like come in and go in the drum room and play with you know, whoever was in the drum room. He'd goof around and like, you know, just talk to the staff and like, they'd come behind the counter and put name tags on and pretend they worked there. And, <laughs> and then, and then he said, uh, he said one day he just happened to look up Taylor's account because Taylor bought something. And he said, Taylor usually left with nothing. And he went to look at his account and there was all this stuff on his account, like, like hundreds of items. 
And he thought, huh, he doesn't really buy anything. Maybe I should check with the manager and make sure this is like not someone, you know, using his account. Yeah. And he asked the manager and the manager's like, oh yeah, every time he goes in the drum room, he buys something for whatever kid's in there. You're kidding. <clears throat> so he, he buys something every time he comes, he just doesn't leave with it. <laughs> he pays and, for it, know, but it's not for him. I yeah. actually, I saw that. I don't know if you shared it. I saw it for someone else. Yeah. But I just read that this morning. It was cool. And you could, you could imagine how much that would shape a young kid's life, you know, like not only yeah. did you meet him, but then he opted. <clears throat> and I think it happens in both directions. You know, um, when I was a kid, I used to, I used to go to the hockey games early in St. Louis and try to catch the players coming in. Um, cause I was like 12 <clears throat> and I will never forget. Um, I, I saw two guys coming in. It was uh, Brendan Shanahan and Craig Janney. They came in the same car actually. And they got out and the one guy, Craig Janning, had nothing. And he walked up and I was like, hey, can I get an autograph? And he literally didn't look at me and just kept walking. And I looked over and the other guy who was actually more well known had a bunch of shit in his hands. And I was like, oh shit. So I wasn't gonna say anything. And he literally like put, his, put all his stuff on the car and he's like, come here. And signed my jersey. And I remember that day being like, wow, what a difference. Hmm. Like. I had excused you because there's no way you're going to put all that crap down and you opted to do it. And then in reverse, I mean, here we are, you know, that would have been 28 years ago and I can remember it. So I think those little interactions count more than people think. You're telling me Craig Janney ghosted you? Ghosted me. <laughs> no fucking way. Guy. Yes. I was a huge Craig Janney fan because he used to sit behind <clears throat> the net and he'd feed the puck out to Cam Neely, top corner. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, Cam apparently, oh, yeah. Craig Janney yeah. ghosted you. That sucks. Oh, it's brutal, <laughs> right? Would you love that I got it by name too? Like I was like, it's still burnt in my soul. My face oh, is getting red. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, sad. So I'm, I'm hoping when I get to the game early on uh, tomorrow night, and I'm hassling these guys at 40 years old, no one will ghost me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? It's it was funny. Um, the some of the some of the fans that came back to the booth at FIBO this year, mm -hmm. like they're like, "Hey, twenty they're showing me the pictures 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, yep. 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. Like literally, wow. Mm -hmm. And they're like, "Fuck, man, good to see you again." Like, <laughs> I actually know you, like literally at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One guy brought me a can of beer. Hell yeah. No he's shit. Like, he, he said, oh, I, you know, on the show, you say you sometimes have a beer in Germany. So here's your beer. And Hell I must yeah. say, thank you very much. It was de a delicious beer. I drank it in my hotel room. <laughs> I don't think people so, realize yeah. how cool that stuff is. Like, yeah, you know, at, the, at the Arnold, when uh, a guy brought a couple sticks, cigars for me, I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, this is awesome. I was blown away, you know. <clears throat> so good times. We got some good questions popping up here. I didn't even look. I haven't glanced yet. We got a we got a bunch of them in the feed, and my good friend Vigorous Steve is here. He's hanging out. He's a he's a bigger YouTuber than we are, guys. So we are blessed with YouTube oh, royalty today. Vigorous Steve, what's <laughs> up? See, I'm like so uncool. I don't know. Is he have like a million million watchers or something? What's Compared to us, yes, yeah, he's a popular Damn. guy. Oh, okay. I had one other thing before we got to questions. I had a, a shout out. I wanted to give this is somebody Dusty knows. I just met her. She's a female listener number thirty five. Uh, her name is Allison. Her name's Allison. Yes, yes. Check her out. 
She, oh, Allie. Yeah. You know her. Yeah, yeah. You know her too. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I didn't know her, and uh, we we got talking. Uh, she shared one of our. Uh, she shared our show, so she was like, "Oh yeah, I've known Dusty for a long time." She didn't mention Ron, but apparently she knows Ron too, and she said that uh, with her condition of it, her type of dwarfism, that if uh, like most people need a lot of surgeries, so she was right. like, "I'm going to get into fitness," and now she competes and stuff. And so now uh, she told me her age. So I guess I can say her age. She's 46 years old, but she doesn't look 46. And she still has needed no surgeries because she lifts. And that's freaking awesome. Because I enjoy watching her train because she's got to be so innovative and she's yep. got to come up with. And I'm sure she's had people. She's got a lot of people help her, too, like because, you know, certain things they have to set up. Right. And oh, yeah. It's just awesome to see what she does. You know, we complain about, oh, this row machine's not the right length for my arm. And then <laughs> right. we see her coming up with a way to do rows and, and stuff like that. And uh, so I, because, I, I, you know, I like watching uh, people be innovative. Yeah. It's, uh, it's awesome when, when you have to figure something out and make it work. And yes. so she's, she's bodybuilding, man. She's full on. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny you, know, you said that's that. Cool. That's exactly what I watch. Is the same thing. I'll get, I've actually stolen some ideas um, off of her um, page that I knew we could implement in different ways. I'm like, right. oh, I never <laughs> thought of using the cable in that manner. Now I've got an idea. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. So I'm I'm glad we uh, you know have the ability to you know interact with the people on the live show like that. It's you know. Yeah, as well, bringing stuff up. Do we have any more questions? Oh, dude, we've got a zillion questions. <laughs> He's all, yeah. I, I see some on the side here. I see some on the side. Here. I, I, I've been going through all the comments, and anytime I see a question, I favorited it. So I'm looking at all the favorites now. Uh, wow, okay. I, if you see any that you guys want to jump at really quick, let me know. But otherwise, I'll just start from the top just, here. Yeah, yeah okay. So, we can see him. so Joshua says, uh, thoughts on active rest days during a lean bulk phase. Um, so it's funny, like I never ever used the term active rest day. It was just like a day I didn't train. Yeah. And because I didn't train, I didn't go to the gym. So I just like did everything else. Like do I have to go, do I have to have Grocery an extra nap today? <laughs> do I go do, I do grocery shopping or what do I do? And if it was contest phase, I would probably do cardio that day, but that's just because cardio was, you know, every day. I had to get done every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I never really thought of active rest day, like, oh, I'm going to do this and this and this to aid my recovery. No, no, my recovery was just sleeping and eating and laying around and recovering. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I you nailed it. it. There's, there's too much. Um... I feel like in some ways people are trying to, you know, in, in a good way, trying to be smart and find a better way, like you said, to recover. I think in more ways, a lot of people just don't want to stay out of the gym. So it's finding a way to word a situation to where you can pretend that you're not just going to the gym because you want to go. Yeah. I, did, I think I, I did legs off, yesterday. Stay the fuck home. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we, we trained legs yesterday and I do not want to work out today at all. I have no desire. Yeah, it means to you did it right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, God, I'm glad I don't train today, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm looking forward to training tomorrow. Yeah, because after I'm today, you're going to want it. <laughs> I love dips for chest. Yeah. Opinions for dips. Dips. What do you guys think of them for chest? 
So even though I don't do them anymore because I'm so unstable, dips are a man-maker exercise. They're very... <laughs> uh, they're write very that important. down for one of our shirts there, Scott. They are. Dips are a man-maker exercise. Got it. They are. The physique, I think dips have a real positive impact on your physique. I think you just need to look at gymnasts who work on the pommel horse all the time. Yeah. Gym, the, gymnasts that, the, 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 the male gymnasts that are on the pommel horse, they all have fucking wicked pecs and wicked triceps. Yeah, they do, don't they? And there's something about it. That's a very natural position. Just think if you climb up on top of something, that's yeah. exactly what you do. Like, that's a biomechanical, like, that, that, that movement is an evolutionary. It's like jumping off the ground. Doing yeah. a dip it's like, like getting jumping. out of the pool. Getting out of the pool, yeah. Yeah, and like, who doesn't want to look good getting out of the pool? Come on. Focus my whole life on that shit. Ooh. You know what I mean? Exactly. Ooh, ooh, I got one I want to hear from you guys about. So this guy messaged me on DM because I, I shot a like a I shot a video on Instagram and you could see my shoes and I was wearing Crocs. And he said he said everybody on Fuad's podcast likes Crocs. You're saying that like you because you don't have to do any work. Like you don't have to bend over and tie them. Like so if you're in your off season or whatever, you just slip the Crocs on. So he said, uh, Scott, I asked you about Crocs. Uh, can we get Dusty and Ron if they ever wore certain shoes because of how big they were? <laughs> no, I, I, I think Crocs. Every time I see someone in Crocs, I'm like, really? Dude, yeah, that's, that's the yeah. That's where you're at today. They gave I got them for Christmas, and once you have yourself? them, there's no going back, Ron. That's the oh thing. God. Yeah, but we won't let him have them then because <laughs> I I legitimately there's a bunch of guys at uh, at uh, Muscle Factory in Tempe where I used to train that wear them, and I told I told uh, I told Lance I said listen if if uh, if I invest money in the gym uh, at any point we're banning Crocs. Yeah, because I don't like them. Oh, and that's the end of it. Like you could train somewhere else in your goofy shoes. Here we wear shoes. I'll take it a step yeah. further. So when Victoria's family was her, her, her sisters uh, jointly, they bought me. Uh, they're called giblets. So the giblets, they're like little jewels that pop into your Crocs. And they were like bodybuilder giblets. So like one of them's a barbell another one's like a, an arm doing a bicep. And another one was a pair of headphones. So I put them all on my Crocs. And now, like, I literally will wear those out to the grocery store. You have store. bedazzled Crocs. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty have. much. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. It's just like three people, of them. Yeah. People are going to assume you have a bunch of kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm at the point I don't care. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah, whatever. I used to go to Applebee's and get riblets. Is that similar? Just, like, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Giblets. Right. Yeah. That's a yeah. thing. So Paige is like female listener number three, and she's with us today. She says, uh, Thanks, Paige. I do six days of cardio, so uh, one does end up active rest. Oh, I thought this was a question. She's just she's weighing in uh, because I trained five days, um, especially bulk. Should do cardio regularly if they're wondering about active rest. So she's saying do cardio. I thought I had a question. That just means cardio. So to me, that's not active rest. That's cardio. Yeah. All right. And I would still call that a rest day. I just, everyone yeah, feels like they need to name everything. I'm just, it's a rest day. <laughs> I have a rest day today, but I also yeah. have cardio to do. Well, yeah, like I, if I tell a client that they have a training day diet and an off day diet, if they go, to the, if they have to do cardio, it's still off day unless they're resistance yeah. training. 
Yeah, off. Yeah, the off days are just about weights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Push, pull, yeah. rest, legs, rest. But I agree. So push, pull, rest, legs, rest, repeat. Enough infrequent compared to a push, pull, legs, push, pull, legs six times a week. I, I, I get what I get what they're saying. I get what they're saying. They've got an extra rest day in there, which I totally actually did that split. So yep. I so I did a split. One of Dorian's early splits that most people don't know about, but before he was a pro, he did he did uh, chest and um, back, and uh, yeah, chest no chest and arms, shoulders mm-hmm. and back, day off, legs day off. Right. So it was a similar split. It was a three day split over five days, and I did that for a couple years before I switched to like the four day Yates split that he went to. Mm-hmm. But I like copied his like first split because I was in high school and I thought, oh, I'm I'm younger. I'll do this split. So I did that for a long time. I liked it. I mean, I put on heaps of weight doing that split. I think yielding on the side of extra rest is always good. Yeah, especially if you know you're training super hard. Like if you can question yourself on how hard you're training, then maybe you don't need that rest day. But if you if you're not questioning that, then I would that rest day is a great idea. What's like you said, after you trained legs yesterday, you don't want to train today. They're yeah, resting yeah. up for the day off before legs, absolutely annihilating them. And then the next day, they're like, fuck that. I don't go in there. Yeah, that's that's you have great leg workouts that way. Like yeah, they're smoking, agreed. especially because you're supposed to mentally be preparing for them on your on the day between too, right? Yeah. You know, if you use that time wisely and you mentally prepare for legs, you can just have crazy leg days. All right. Edgar's got one. He says, um, how do you avoid being flat and watery coming into a show? Some coaches say they use Anadrol during peak week for fullness and others avoid watery compounds. What are your experiences? Um, it's hard to like, it's hard to say when it comes to drugs, that's just person to person based on how they look. And, and it's just so hard to compare, you know, it's hard to it's hard to say but i mean avoid being flat and watery well i think people try to do i'll put it this way people try to do too much right at the end mm-hmm. you know that's the bottom line i mean how you look a week out you know should technically be about how you're going to look on stage plus or minus a little bit of body weight due to carbs and water mm-hmm. <laughs> you know ideally um but yeah i mean People just try to do too much at the very end. They kill themselves right up to the very end and then try to fix it all. So that's usually the problem. As far as Anadrol goes, I mean, some people don't hold any water on Anadrol if they're dieting, you know, if they're contact prepping, it's like all food related. So if they're taking Anadrol off season, they're like big and puffy. And if they're taking Anadrol dieting, they're, they're not. So it's like, makes you, what is it? The Anadrol or what, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've had, I've had years where I used Anadrol like on my high carb days. I used it for like, you know, here and there, a couple of days of Anadrol here and there just to push my fullness a little bit. But I've never really been an Anadrol like every day into the show type of guy. Right. I didn't think that would benefit me at all. You know? Yeah. I, I think know. you nailed it is, is you, you should be ready. Like, and when I, when I read the word flat and watery, um, there's a few things that come to mind immediately. Uh, my first one is when I read the word water, I assume they're fat um, because that's usually a code word for people who really don't know that they're not all the way in shape. 
Um, right. Because when you're peeled, I've done photo shoots at 10 p.m. dieting for a show, all meals in, not even worried about the photo shoot, and been sliced out of my mind, two sure. gallons deep. It doesn't matter when you're that into it. So first step is actually being in shape. Mm-hmm. And then the flat usually comes along with trying everything they can at the end to get rid of that water, which is actually fat, meaning over diureticing, under under drinking. And that's when you actually do achieve a look of looking more watery because now the muscle is flat. It's not pushing against. You still have body fat. So, you know, the answer to the question for me real simply is, Anything that can make you look drastically better, possibly, can also possibly make you look drastically worse. <laughs> so don't swing for that fence. Chris used to tell me all the time, we're coming in at 95%. Because if we shoot for 100 and miss, we're going to be 80 and we're fucked. Yeah. So 95 yeah. should be enough to beat everybody. Let's go do that. I like that. What else we got? <clears throat> we, well, we got a lot of people stirred up about Crocs is what we've got. We have we've got people who are all about the Crocs, and then we also have uh, they should make it a law that you can punch people in the face when they wear Crocs. You're banned, banned, Mister. That's exciting. What if they have bedazzled Crocs? Can we punch them? Bedazzled Crocs is a different situation. There should be a clause for that. Man, I wish I had them with me. I wore tennis shoes today. Carries. Yeah, I got to protect myself. Yes, to protect himself. He's leaving the house with a big target on himself all the time. He walks around exactly. And that's another question I saw earlier about Scott uh, carrying while doing cardio. But I didn't realize it was because he was wearing bedazzled socks. Yeah. All right. Best Best advice for post-show rebound. Uh, I want to get the most out of it. Oh, um, you don't. You don't really have to do anything other than train safe and hard and eat your food. You don't have to like eat bags of fast food to, you know, balloon up and catch the rebound. Your body's just going to rebound. It's much better to have a 15, 20 pound rebound than it is to have a 45 pound rebound. You don't actually have to like, push the rebound it's going to happen on it's it's going to happen if you're eating your meals and you've pushed your carbs back up to more of like maybe what you were eating near the start of the diet you know Mm -hmm. you don't have to like gorge on food because this is going to cause you to gain like 45 50 fucking pounds which you don't want to do you want to keep your ankles keep an eye on your ankles don't fucking blow up like an idiot be i think too is measuring your you know and i know justin so i know his coach um after your show, it's very easy for people to decide they're going to let their hunger, their appetite gauge how much they oh, should eat. Oh, my body. I love, and then I love all the fucking nonsense. Oh, my body's just telling me it needs food right now. It's just taking the food. <laughs> you're like, it's no, like, bro, you're fucking hungry because your metabolism is through the roof. Yeah, There's no amount of food that will be too much. And you're just and enjoying then, the fact that pizza's fucking delicious. And then <laughs> here's what happened. Here's what they don't know. It's like... You know how they say once, once the you know once global warming gets so out of control, we won't be able to stop it, right? That's 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 what happens. Is is they're they're gorging day one, they gorge day two, they gorge day three. Oh man, I still look fucking awesome. I'm so full. 
Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah. I it's probably, it's probably even stage. helping. Yeah. It's probably even helping me. I should have been doing yeah, this yeah, all along. Helping me. I, I must have undereaten during my show. I came in way too flat. Right. Yep. And then day four <laughs> happens and it's like the water just surges over the dam and just floods the sea. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the ankles just blow and the feet are all swollen and they show up and their face is puffy and everyone's like, what happened to you? And they, their rings are tight. And now, now it's three weeks of dieting to get that off. Yeah, well, and now so they can't, they don't have the option of using the ankle strap on the croc. They have to have it forward. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Digging in, foot spilling over the croc, coming out the holes. Oh God! Looks like fucking silly putty coming through. Yeah, they take their shoe off and they're just like all lumpy foot. Yeah, brutal. And that's like that water. Like you gotta like practically prep again to get rid of that water. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. The, the Crocs aren't gonna let go anytime soon. Uh, do you guys wear Cardillo belts? I, I think you have one, right, Dusty? What model yeah. weight belt do you guys do you use from Cardillo? I don't know what model is. I have like ten of them. It's just the basic it's leather the weightlifting strap. one. Yeah. Yeah. They were a medium leather, um, leather. Yeah. They're really They're nice. The powerlifting one. They're the best. Yeah. That's I the- love a basic, simple, floppy leather belt. That's all I've ever wanted to use. I've tried different belts over the years. I had a, like a more powerlifting style belt for a while. It was too much belt for me. Didn't need it. Um, I had a Velcro belt once. It was all right, but nothing like just a basic leather Cardillo. The Cardillos, when they come in the mail, it's like someone wore it for you for three months because it's already like soft. And then when you wear them for three months, they get even. I mean, there's they're so easy to like cinch on and off They're It's the best belt by far. Yeah. Ron bought me one, actually. No Fun kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Ron, Ron got yeah, me one yeah. as a gift. <clears throat> I agree, Sean. <laughs> what else do we have here? Um, uh, where are we going here? There's just, I'm getting, guys, give me some more questions, by the way, especially off topic stuff. Let's get some, uh, let's get some off topic, some not bodybuilding stuff. Uh, Do you guys experience reactive hypoglycemia post-workout fast carbs and protein meals? And he says he's natty. No, I, I don't really get, I don't, you know what? That's interesting. I don't ever go hypo anymore. Like hardly ever at all, ever. Um, there was like one time where I was riding my bike for like two hours straight and I started to go, like, I noticed my hands started shaking and I was like, Oh, I need to like go have some carbs and I didn't have anything. So I just like finished for the day and I went and ate, (laughs) but I don't really go. But I remember when I was bigger and like training and stuff, the first couple weeks of my prep, I would always like have a couple of episodes where I'd go hypo Hmm. and that would stop. But I don't have anything like this, like where there's like a post-workout thing that happens like frequently. I've never really had that. You know, yeah, I haven't either. I, I, I was trying to even think like even when I have no carbs during prep, it doesn't matter. Um, this has really nothing to do with the, the question. But I'm going to answer is if you do have carbs before you train, I did find that certain carbs, for lack of a better term, stayed with me Bingo. during the workout yeah. longer. Um, so like I used to, when, when Chris would only have, when I do 50 grams in a day, I would save them for pre-workout and I would just do a cup of oatmeal, but I would use as much water as humanly possible to like make the bowl as big as possible. And that seemed to 
I mean, I, I literally felt like a million dollars or 50 grams of carbs every day, but nothing about the hypoglycemia at all. It makes me wonder what you're having before you train is the only question, but I assume based on what you're saying, you know what you're doing also. So I think some people don't, you know, I've had that happen to myself. I've seen, I've seen some people that are more likely to go hypo faster than others. Like some people just seem more sensitive to it, but I do think Mm -hmm. that's, that's a big factor is what are you eating? And sometimes what I found is just simply adding a little bit of fats in there, you know, to help stabilize those carbs. And also the other thing I've seen is um, branch chain amino acids because glucine, leucine can spike your blood sugar and cause a hypoglycemia. And I've gotten that myself before. Feeling of hypoglycemia, right. That makes sense. You know, yeah. where I'd be like doing my post-workout cardio and I'd been drinking branch chains while I was training. And then I'd consistently go hypo. And I started doing some research and I learned that uh, about leucine. Do you do yeah, EAAs causes, now or what do you do with yeah. intra? Yeah, I, I, I do EAAs usually now if I'm going to use mm-hmm. an, an amino acid. Um, but, yeah, that was that was like, yeah, quite a while ago. Yeah. Oof, this is one you guys can both answer. When Chris Aceto randomly gives you some cookies or a muffin pre-workout and prep, do you feel it actually benefits your workout? Um, yeah, they're pretty few and far between. So I had to be doing pretty low carbs for a while. Like it wasn't just handing those out to me. Those were like pretty stuffered. And, and it wouldn't usually, it, I don't even remember it ever really just being a muffin. It would be like a high carb day for a guy my yeah, it was size. It a whole day for sure. So yeah. there'd be like days where my like rice would, you know, I'd have rice in every meal and yep. a little bit more oatmeal. And then I would, there'd be a muffin pre-workout or something. So it's hard to say that the muffin itself, you know, it was like a high carb day. So it would usually just be the, you know, I'd feel mentally feel pretty good because I'm having a high carb day. So you right. definitely feel, feel that a little bit, just going to the gym, knowing that you've got some fuel in you and you can really, you know, push and, you know, a little bit more like, okay, you know, let's have a good one today. We've got a high carb day. So, I mean, it, you know, it's part of the process and I felt like the process benefited me. So I guess that's my answer. I feel like the one thing that Ron is leaving out because he wants to hold back typical Ron fashion is if you grill the muffin, it absolutely benefits the workout. What? You yeah. cut it in. You cut it in half. You melt the you chips little, on one I side. I can't believe it's Toast not butter it spray on it. And you put it in the pan and you get a nice little crisp to it. A little sizzle. I'm Scott. I can't believe you don't know this. <laughs> no, this is. It makes sense that you were. It sounds. Um, it sounds amazing, though. <laughs> oh, it's. I mean, imagine a little crunch with your muffin. Yeah, beautiful. Right? The textures. Oh. It's all about that texture, isn't it? Well, yeah. Yes. And you put it on a square plate before you eat it. Fucking set, dude. Games. Oh, so here's the deal. He said uh, usually oats and honey for carbs pre-workout, and then uh, oh. cream of rice and honey. So he's blasting his blood sugar way up there. Drop the honey. Yeah, yeah, try that, right? Drop the, drop honey. the honey on the pre. Pre, yeah. Yeah, drop that honey pre for sure. You can either replace it with more oats, but that would be my guess is, is that's your that's your shock. Robert wants us to get all political. We're not going to get all like into that. We're, we're trying to have fun here, you know? Uh, favorite fast food and meal from said location. I hate the word favorite because 
I'm a variety as a spice of life kind of guy. Um, yeah. Also, this you know, I I don't like to count Five Guys as fast food. A lot of times, people get away with saying Five Guys is their favorite fast food, and I'm like, you order and you sit down at a table, and you wait for them to call your number. That's not fast food. You're at a burger restaurant with plastic <laughs> chairs. That's a very valid right? point. Right? God. Fast food to me. Fast food means drive-through. That's fast food. Oh, that's a good. You know what? You just you just actually took away what would have been my answer because I would have said Smashburger. Huh. And Smashburger, yeah. you absolutely sit your ass down and wait. Yeah, you get a fucking drink, eat your meal. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not fast food. Fast food is like grab and go. You know, you're at the counter for like minute and a half tops, and you got this. Food. Needs to be the absolute. Uh, we could just have this be the whole show. I just learned a lot right now. See, because when you're at, when you're at Five Guys or Smashburger, you're getting a gourmet burger. Like there's a True. Tarantino riff in there somewhere about how good that burger is. Right? Yeah, exactly. You the know, fucking Royale with cheese. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When my wife is. when my wife buys burgers, she buys shit. But when I buy burgers, I buy the good burgers. Yeah, yeah. There's that whole speech in there somewhere, right? So, That's so, so valid. So. So fast food to me is like, you know, you're, 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 you're passing through town on a road trip and there's some drive through windows and you're not stopping. So it's like, I always kind of liked Wendy's. I kind of like, I always kind of was a Wendy's guy. I like the spicy chicken. Spicy chicken. But, I had cheese though. But I got to yeah. give McDonald's credit. I didn't have McDonald's for like almost 20 years. I didn't eat McDonald's for wow. and then like just a little while ago. Just a little while ago, I, I thought, you know, I'm going to get a, a McDonald's meal. And I had one. And I was like, fuck, their food's pretty good now. I don't know. It was like way better than it used to be to me. Really I've heard that the way meal. that they treat plastic is different now. So it, it mm -hmm. chews better. Yeah. It <clears> seems <throat> more like real food. I, I noticed <laughs> McDonald's is different in Canada. The quality, something's different about the. Of course, ours is yeah. shit. Mm. We don't give a fuck. We yeah, die. They, they well, do something there. Yeah. You'll feed your people anything. Yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly and moving forward before this goes political <laughs> uh, favorite non-standard gym song to work out to oh then he talks about ride it ride of the valkyries what's That's that actually a great song yeah i think they play it in a isn't it in apocalypse now when the, the uh, choppers come in yeah, that. yeah, yeah, that would make sense. I think you're it's right. In, it's in a famous movie. I'm just drawing a blank now, but and they use it when like I think the helicopters come in over the horizon. They're coming into fucking. I think you're yeah. right. They were like jamming like it over that. the PA system. Yeah, yeah, right at the Valkyries. But anyways, uh, yeah, I can see that. I don't ever really trained anything non-standard though. I've been on a, a Nirvana kick for the last like 14 days. You got me on, on that kick too. Yeah, I've been listening to. They have four live albums that are like, right. and I've been just rotating through the live albums just cause there's, you know, the different years, different eras that they captured and, uh, and just getting super into it, going down the rabbit hole, listening for things I never listened to before huh. with a different year, that sort of thing. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So I could go on. There you go. I would say that's non-traditional. I would say Nirvana is not like gym. Yeah. Music. For actually you know what I mean? After in the gym. Yeah, right. See, I can Ugh. listen. I've I found I can literally, depending on the body part, I can listen to anything as long as I know it. Because I don't, unlike what Ron just said, 
because I'm not actually listening to it. It's just sound in my ears and it's blocking out the idiot standing next to me that for some reason had to come on the cardio machine right next to me when there's seven other ones wide open and I don't know why right. you're going to be there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this happened twice in a row this week. Um, I'm like, it's like the urinal. You don't piss on the one right next to me. You yeah. leave a gap. It's a fucking urinal unwritten code. code. It's the same on the treadmill. Like, unless you were coming to talk to me, which is also a party foul, please <laughs> leave a gap. If they're all full, you can use that one. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I agree. It's anyway, unwritten agree. rules. Unwritten rules. I, I see the one guy down there says he he's he trains to the Bret Hart entrance theme. <laughs> I could see I could see that. That's a good one. I'd say I'm coming to kick your ass. I like that one. <laughs> oh, that's good shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you add an arm day to a push pull leg split, would you use compound movements or just isolation stuff? Well, the only compound movement I ever really used for arms was dips or a dip machine. Mm -hmm. And I would just always use those depending on what I thought my recovery was for my shoulders and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like if my shoulder was bugging me a little, I would do dips, you know, or if I thought like my chest and shoulders were still really sore from pressing, I might not do dips that day, but I would use mostly isolations and then dips sometimes. Right. That's my answer. I don't really think there's any compound exercises for biceps that are worth doing. I mean, no. some people say close grip underhand chins, but like, you know, yeah, whatever. that's not really, I don't need that. That's not a, I agree with you. I think the biggest thing, cause anytime I see someone adding an arm day, um, my immediate assumption is that they need to look at their execution of all of their movements because there's a thought process that we have that it, this isn't working. So I need more. And I really think right. as many times as we've said it more is rarely the answer. It's not never, but it's <laughs> rarely the answer. So maybe really examine what are you feeling when you're training arms? I think it's the one body part. And I could say I wasted years slang and weight on biceps just to now. I mean, I, I think it must make people laugh. Like I got like 25 pound dumbbells sometimes curling in the gym and I'm, wrecking myself with them and i used to use 50s and do absolutely nothing so maybe start with that as well is is really make sure when you're doing those movements that your arm is what's working bush good call good call uh, Ooh, i will tell a story Sorry. about that album the, yeah? the 16 the bush 16 stone album when i was living in australia the second time i had the tab book and I had an acoustic guitar and I learned the entire 16 stone album on acoustic guitar, except for the guitar solos. There's a couple guitar solos there I couldn't play, but I could play all the, the songs and all the riffs and all the, the uh, mainly the start, start to finish almost every song. Huh. So that was fun. It was one of the only books I had. I only had a couple albums where I had the, the tab books and this was before the internet. So we couldn't just look everything up. Yeah. So you had to actually right. have the book. You go to the music store, buy the book. You fucking, oh, that's what they're doing. Oh, then you could just copy them. Yeah. So yeah, great album. What about this one? Speaking of music, question for Ron. What posing song should I use for my show in November? Glad I could catch the live. It's just bodybuilding. Damn, I mean, you got to use something that you like. I never, ever picked a song because I thought it would be good to pose to or anything. I always picked a song that I liked because I wanted mm -hmm. to, it to be it sound like me, you know. 
I didn't go out and post to, you know, any it, it, people wouldn't be like Ron wouldn't post this. Like this isn't Ron's right. music. Like I was very like, I wanted it to be personal, you know. So I actually mm-hmm. post a tool quite a few times. Like probably five or six times I post a tool. Huh. That's and good. then uh, there was a you know I post a bush once. I post uh, you know a couple different. I post to Audio Slave one year. You know I post to ACDC once. I post. I used a couple. I used like a, you know that. The song Dorian used at the ninety three O, where doom, 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 yeah, 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 front double, and it was like that classical piece. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it had the techno beat over it. Mm-hmm. So I, I used that music once. I like copied copied his music. Used that once. I used the theme to James Bond once. Down, 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 down. Oh yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I used that once. And uh, I also posed to, oh, I posed to the theme from Miami Vice once. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's like an 80s guitar synth. You got that like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do at the beginning. I'm so glad you did that. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I can't remember it. Oh, yeah. That's freaking classic. Had that, yeah, it was like 80s did electric guitar. Did you wear a white suit, suit on your way to the show or no? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. So, I was more like, I was more... Th- I, I was more third, fourth, fifth season where Crockett was wearing darker colors. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I was going to say with a tan on, that'd be a mess. Anyways. <laughs> no, you need the dark gray suits. You know what I noticed about posing songs is it helps if it's something that the, like if you want to get that the audience excited, it helps if it's something that they're going to instantly know. Like if you like True. weird, random stuff, even if it sounds really cool, if the audience doesn't know it and can't like start snapping their fingers right away, they're not going to get into it as much. And I remember, I can't remember for the life of me who it was that, that did it, but they did a remake of that in the air tonight song, the Phil Collins song. Uh, And, and I used that one time. So it kind of had like a newer, harder, rockier feel to it, but it was a track that people already knew. They're like, Oh yeah, I love this song, you know? And they could, actually like get into it so i think that that's a key you know what i mean like something that people are gonna like catch real quick i i had a a good friend of mine from high school his name was bill i'll give him a shout out really good friend of mine played football with him and he always wanted to do a bodybuilding show and he always used to say if i ever compete i'm gonna pose to the guitar solo from november rain like he knew great he knew like i'll pose the guitar solo from november rain you know the guns and roses song and like years went by and then years and years after high school, he contacted me. and was like, you want to help me do that show? And I was like, yeah, you bet. And then he comes out on stage and he poses to the guitar solo from November Rain. And it was awesome because he had like a great routine, too. And, and uh, so it was just funny. Like some people know, like they know they have a song. Years in advance, they know, they know what yeah. song they're going to use. I'm going to post that one day. You know what I mean? And some people like two days out, they're like, I don't know about the song. <laughs> Jose used to do that when he would come to town he would uh, like for the Olympia he'd like text me he's in Vegas and I would drive to the Olympia from uh, Arizona he'd be like hey can your music guy uh, toss this on a disc for me (laughs) because back then it was that or or can he email me it on a you know whatever the fuck those things are called I'm like sure I just send them to him I always laugh because I'm like dude the Olympia is tomorrow yeah well, yeah, Johnny Jackson. Johnny Jackson did that to me once at the Van Pro. No kidding. I picked him up from the airport, and he's like, "Hey, you don't happen to have some posing music on a disc, do you?" <laughs> some posing, anything. 
And I was like, like, what do you want? And he's like, I don't know. I need something to pose to. And I think I had my disc still with audio slave on it from like 10 years before that. No kidding. So I like just went home and got it. And then I like gave it to him the next day when we met up, I was like, here, this is audio slave. It's exactly a minute long. I don't know if it's going to help you. And he's like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I love though. Cause you know, that's a question I get like from a new competitor yeah. very early on, like, who do I have work with me on my posing routine? What songs should I use this and this? And then you find out like, Oh yeah. Kevin Lavrona used to make up his routine right before he walked on stage. It just, he's just that fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. He's standing backstage going, I'll do that. And then that'll work. It's just like, like they have all the links already. They have like six pose links that they've used before yep. and they just rearrange the links. Yeah. When he always knew the that, music. So that yeah, was his magic. Yeah. He would know the song yeah, well. Yeah. So, you know, so be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do to get to that link. Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Brutal. Hey, we have one. It's, it's really politically incorrect. Uh, you guys, you guys ready for that? You ready okay. to, I, don't know. Right. I just don't know if I can handle yeah. that. All right. All right. Here we go. You're on death row. You can pick between a trans female that can't, you can't tell is a biological male or a biological female. Uh, from the show, my 600 pound wife, <laughs> <laughs> or a biological. I got you. Or a biological. <laughs> yeah. This is good. This reminds me of that uh, Family last, Guy clip that I saw yesterday. Not on Earth. <laughs> God. The the oh. Family Guy clip I saw. The Family Guy clip I saw the other day was: Would you rather get a massage from a guy or surgery from a female doctor? <laughs> that is so wrong <laughs> and then the guy that the, the, the neighbor in the back goes is it minor surgery that's what people don't get about humor the further politically incorrect it is the funnier it is yeah yeah, yeah i don't well, know why I, I, this yeah. is such a problem so what point of view do I get here? Is it the lights down? Is this just from behind? How are we handling this? I have questions. <laughs> well, you know, see, though, here's the thing, but here's the thing. Like he just said, you can't tell. So uh, for, I mean, look, this is my last time. I'm banging oh, a hot so I chick guess, that used to I be a dude. Oh, see, I'm, sure. thinking that, I'm thinking the dick and balls are still there, but I guess if no, you can't No, because it says tell, you can't tell. I'm oh, I thought he meant tranny for sure. I thought he meant she was just really passable. Yeah, that's what I thought like, too. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Look, he says can't outfit. tell. Yeah, I'm I'm going. Okay, well is, we'd have to we'd have to define it. Does you know is the I just want to know though is she stolen any trophies as a swimmer or is she a legit? Because <laughs> I don't want that. You gonna put your foot down there? I gotta put my I'll foot put down. My foot I'll down. still bang you, but not if you've been stealing trophies from good women. <laughs> Yeah, no, tr no trophy stealing. But uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. Depend. How's the face? Face good. On the six hundred pound one. No, no, or I'm the other, the other one. one. Yeah, so, yeah. Dude, you're not even considering the other one, so it doesn't matter that you. Have to stop that, <laughs> you are I'm so, just trying to find a way to justify. You just don't realize. <laughs> really, I just want to make it really clear. He's trying to justify his choice. Is all this is, yeah, Scott? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying. You're right. I give up on that one. I can't, can't, I can't go the 600 pound route. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, can't go the 600 pound route. Ooh, I'd be curious to hear this one from you guys. Who's the most famous person in your phone book? Ron Partlow. 
Oh, wait. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it would be Jay Cutler or. Yeah. I have Probably. Dorian's number as well. Yeah. Um, Can we call we Dorian, Dorian live on the show? Just ring him up. Speaker phone. No. Yeah. That's because you have you the kind of guy who has Dorian's number the wouldn't that do that the to him. Knows not to call. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Jay Cutler would be uh, mine, or Flex Lewis. Yeah, I guess I guess Flex would be mine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Now call him. No. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're doing this. Uh, Flex would a- Flex would answer. And he would be nice about it. And then he would message me after. You fucking asshole. <laughs> you know, you know, I have to answer that in this case. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Prick. <laughs> uh, here we go. Bass and bodybuilding. Rich Piana did a video with Big J once where they drank tequila deadlifting. Uh, do you guys have any good stories of lifting while intoxicated or under the influence or even seen anyone doing it? So. Early on when we opened the gym, it would have been like first couple months we were open. I was working a lot. So I was like working weekend mornings. So I would open the gym at 7 a.m. and like, you know, work. And these two guys came in like 7 a.m. Like right at the, right, just opened. And they came in and they were two guys that I'd seen in the old gym. Right. And they were members. They'd signed up. They swiped their cards. I was like, oh, these guys have come and joined up. Cool. But I was like, man, they came really early. And they came in, they didn't have gym bags. They were wearing sweatpants. And they walked over to the bench and they started benching. And there was one, there was like a few other people in the gym. And the one guy comes over and he goes, hey, what's up with those guys? And I go, I don't know. They normally train at night, but they came in to, they're doing some bench. And he goes, mm-hmm. I think they're drunk. Holy shit. And I go, and I go, oh, really? And he goes, yeah. Cause like they didn't, they just walked in and scanned and they were like, hey. And I was like, hey, you know, there's no big yeah. deal. And then like five minutes later, they just drop like someone fucks up and three plates aside just go flying. And oh, it was like some bad spot on, missed the fucking hook, tipped the bar, plates everywhere. And they both just got up and they put all the plates away and they left and they were like red faced. And as they left, I, I I walked by where they were, and it just stunk like booze. So they were like booze. really hammered. They were pretty hammered, man. And and so they must have been out partying and probably doing some drugs if they're still awake at seven in the morning. Valid. And thought and thought, let's go have a bench off. You know, yeah. some a good stupid idea. idea. Yeah, yeah. Good. I've never just left the I've tattoo never... parlor and came straight in for the bench off. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. So that was pretty. Whoever funny. loses gets the tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything like that, Dusty? No, nothing great. I mean, the only thing I had, which is actually a cool event, is um, during St. Patrick's Day, uh, one of the gyms here in South Carolina, they did a part a deadlift party, where people were just coming in. They had they had um, a live band in there. They were doing deadlifts. They had green beer. It was just part of like an event they put on for anybody that was a member or you could pay 10 bucks to come in. Yeah. And just literally you would just, if the weight was on, it was something you wanted to touch. You could just walk up, get in line and pull and they had alcohol and they were filming the whole thing. And they just did like a cool party thing. And then they did a, a good edited video for the gym, but it was cool because uh, they were doing like donations for like a cause. And it was a fucking madhouse. Like, some people were coming in just to watch and drink. 
yeah and other people were training it was it was actually it was funny because I, I had heard about it and i was like seems kind of risky as hell um on i'm always thinking insurance and money i'm like this is not a great idea yeah but uh since no one got hurt it was it was a great idea and uh, it definitely get people talking i think the kid that owns that gym is is a marketing you know he's, he's ahead of the game in marketing for sure that's but funny. uh i'm hoping that he's up to date on his insurance can we yeah. take just a minute to appreciate look at uh that that profile picture for bass and bodybuilding a he's got a hell of a physique and b it and looks like fish yeah exactly he got a good this dude is my new hero that's all i gotta say it's like fishing and bodybuilding yeah he's like i'm out that's catching it. these big old bass and then i look all fucking jacked every other that's day of the what, week that's, that's my life that's the right there yeah kind of like can get behind yeah, i like that here i i like this question isaac jordan Yes. If you could wake up tomorrow and automatically be granted 10,000 hours of experience in any skill of your choice, which would it be? Wow. I, I mean, I don't know if this is a skill, so I might be ruining the question off the bat. But if I could have 10,000 hours of Spanish speaking experience. Ooh, a language, yeah. I would take that in a heartbeat because I think that's the one area. I mean, it's literally something I, I tell the girls, like in any kid I can, that's got ears learn a well, like a popular second language in the States because I could probably double my income if I knew Spanish hmm. and it's, it's almost, if I, if I had the, the time and, or made the time, it would probably be worth doing anyways, because that skill I could put into all things I already know how to do. Yeah, and I think it would pay back enormously, you know, well, so, yeah, like, be, you know, whatever, double your market cap or your market size yeah. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like huge. Another, and I know, um, you know another hundred million they're, customers. They're, yeah. Yeah. I mean, imagine because that's the thing is if you if you have that ability to truly communicate, it's something that, uh, this is funny, Ron, but I, and I know you'll get this. I get a lot of people, you guys both that'll ask me how to get more clients. And obviously, my the first thing is be an expert, yada, yada. But then I realized in sales, which if you're in the business of getting and retaining clients, you're in sales, no matter how you look at it. Yeah. Being able to talk to people is how you get clients. Speaking to people like, you know, if you've ever noticed someone who's in sales, everyone who knows them knows they sell Amway or whatever the fuck it is. They make sure that, you know, it's the same thing. Well, imagine if I could get an entire different language to make sure yeah, they yeah. know oh that guy that you know big orangutan looking white kid uh, also speaks spanish and can help you get ready with bodybuilding and he loves a good street taco so we got a lot of things right. in common right there yeah <clears throat> oh yeah that's a good one that's a great one it is i didn't uh, think of that um i would i would probably say guitar because hmm. you know I've played guitar for like so many years. I've sat down and hacked away at the guitar and I got to a certain level just by being like a hack and a huge, massive fan of music. But I never put in the hours to, to do like, I know what the default level of skill is when you just love something and you kind of hobby it. Mm -hmm. And then there's like the investment hour skill that I never got. Mm -hmm. And um, I would, I would love to be able to play like, you know, real guitar player you know what i mean where you just fucking wail you know rip solos and shit i'd love to be able to do that those guys are unbelievable 
What are the hours that they say you have to put into something to be an expert? What, isn't there like 10,000? 10, 10, that's that. So that's that the, the, the book. That's that. The 10,000 hour rule is the name of that book, I think. Huh. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. You know, you put 10,000 hours into anything, you'd be like incredibly well versed at it. Yeah. I remember isn't that the one that you said that there, there was uh, some um, a guitarist that you had mentioned that everybody said he was so genetically good. And then a lot of people around him said, no, he had just hit 10,000 hours by the time he was like 12. Yeah, Eddie Van Halen. Oh, yeah, no kidding. He was always playing. Yeah. He used to carry his guitar with him everywhere he went. Like, he'd walk around playing it everywhere. You know, that's like weird. <laughs> I had a photo teacher who had, uh, in, in art school, and he had said that about drawing. He said, if you, his way of putting it, I think he said 10 years. He said, if you take 10 years to learn how to draw, you be, you can become a very proficient drawer. Like yeah. you might not have like the artistic, you know, passion or skill for it, but you can be very proficient at being able to render something in drawing. It makes sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's like what they said about, I can't remember who it was, but he was talking about Eddie Van Halen. And he said, if you go back and listen to Van Halen one, which is, I think 1978 or 77. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the year. I feel, I feel dumb. Anyways, you go back and listen to Van Halen 1. And Eddie Van Halen is only, I think, 20 years old mm -hmm. on that record. And he's fully developed right out of the box. Huh. Like, he does Eruption on the first album, which is like the craziest display of his skill. Like, it's that three-minute solo. It's called Eruption. Everyone's heard it. But if you listen to Van Halen 1 and you listen to Eruption, it's just him displaying all of his trademark tapping and crazy harmonics and all the fucking wicked stuff that he practically just, he invented. So it's like right. him just going nuts for three minutes on it's on the first record. And it's like the fuck. And you listen to Eddie like 30 years later and he, he's, he's still like one of the greatest ever, possibly the best ever, but he's not really any better than he was in 77. Cause he was like fully developed at 20. Like right. it's just crazy. So that's, there's those people that they reach that point so early. It's like just ridiculous, you know? Makes, it makes you wonder, like, how could they cram that much into that short period of time? How can you be 20 years old? How can you be there's 20 years time. old? There's not enough time. Yeah, and already be fully developed as the best ever, you know? So right. that's, that's always crazy to me. That's why, you know, like a lot of people don't fully appreciate things without knowing the details, right? Like they... Like, oh yeah, that guy's a great guitar player. And then when you explain it to them, like, no, that the guy was twenty when he made that first record, and he was like the greatest ever. And it's like, you know, people don't know that. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, because if so, you work it backwards in something you know, like there's never been a greatest ever quarterback NFL at twenty or basketball player at twenty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They might have eventually become, and they might have known that, but not at twenty. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So that stuff's just kind of, that, that's the stuff that I find really interesting about people. You know, that's why I'm fascinated by people that are great at stuff. You know, it's like, well, why are they great? Like, what did they do? How many hours? How old are they? You know? So yeah. Good question though. Uh, I'll dive back into training here for a second. What are your guys' thoughts on German volume training or just doing a workout with one compound exercise example uh, 10 to 12 sets of squats for 10 to 15 reps. Would it be effective or just a bad idea? German volume training works. Like there's plenty of, 
like it's like data it's, it's fact like, like a lot of data <laughs> on it they've used it in like you know they've done studies with it and put lots of athletes on it and they've there's a lot of olympic athletes that have done german volume training and you know increased their 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 you know their numbers and stuff like that it's just kind of boring hmm. that's one of the hindrances it's like you know it's kind of boring um i also think that there's something to be said like obviously there's all sorts of care you would take to not you know you wouldn't use the same exercise for every single you know 12 week cycle of German volume training, but you know, like repetitive, repetitive strain injuries happen when you overdo the exact same thing all the time. So if you're doing 10 sets of squats twice a week, that's a lot of squatting. So you have to really make sure you take care of yourself if you're going to be doing stuff like that. Um, but it just operates on the premise of volume, which is true. I mean, volume will make you grow. Um, but you also would have to logbook. I think German volume training, you would have to really logbook that. Cause you really have to like, you have to monitor your, your rest periods. You have to monitor. Cause if your rest periods aren't the same, you can't really gauge your progress at all. Right. And so you have to really be paying attention to everything. It's a, it's, if you're going to German volume train, I mean, it sounds so simple. You're just doing one exercise for, you know, but it, you'd have to actually pay attention to all the variables and yeah, you'd have to, it's all about making progress, obviously. But it works. It's just, you know, it's not the funnest way to train. That's for sure. You don't get to use the new, the new machine in the corner. <laughs> you know, no pendulum squats today, Dusty. Just 10 sets of squats. <laughs> How about this one, guys? Really interesting what Ron said about Eddie Van Halen. Is there a bodybuilding parallel where someone's physique is fully developed and can't really get better? Or we'll just say like fully developed and like ready to kill, you know, at a right, young right. age. Yeah, Leap I don't know if I would say fully developed. Um, it just takes so I much time. That, I because th- I we were talking about age, but I would say Sean Ray's physique was absolutely huh. maximized. I think Sean so Ray could not funny. have gotten better. That's funny that you say that. Like he pretty much was <clears throat> at his best, minus a bit of the very tail end where he did get better near like. Like, I think Sean Ray in like 2000, 2001 was like the best he ever looked. It's just that the level of competition was highest. So he placed like, you know, he wasn't in the top yeah. two. Yeah. But he was essentially a second place Mr. Olympia right after he turned pro. Huh. Yep. You know what I mean? And he just sort of remained there his whole career. But he was like unbelievable out of the box, you know? So I feel like he good. proved my... um for me coming up because I loved his always loved his physique but I did realize that my passion with bodybuilding has so much to do with progression so I found myself not drawn to him as much because Dorian and Ronnie and these guys would make massive improvements every year where I felt like I should not every year obviously someone's going to bite on that but regularly where I felt like I was meeting a new bodybuilder every couple of years with those guys and Sean, as great as he was, I was like, well, I've seen that before. Right. Incredible. Mm. But I've seen it. Yeah. You know? Right. So, but yeah, he's, I think he might be one of the few that I really say, like, not only did he fulfill his potential, but he brought it every time. Yeah. Like, what show was Sean Ray off? Like, actually off. Like, oh, he missed. Never. Like, yeah. I know <laughs> in, uh, I know in, 91 
he he got like fifth, which was like a big drop for him. It was like a bad placing. Yeah. You suck. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like Vince Taylor was third, Dorian was second, you know, Lee right. Haney was first, you know, so it was like just vicious. But yeah, and then also too, I mean, you got to give credit, like you know, Nick Walker just won the Arnold. Yeah, um, at his rookie year, so you know he sort of came in pretty damn good right out of the box but yeah. you know there's still lots of time left for him to get better so it's hard to say <laughs> bodybuilding's a little different you know <laughs> they said the spawn of steve says uh they're not guy guy is the one who would call just to prove it that's funny <laughs> <laughs> no no i got his number <laughs> i really do fuck you i, I got really it. do <clears throat> yeah yeah Oh, uh, anything else we got here? There's that push pull legs question. You guys see anything in the feed? Uh, well, I got one that's easy. Someone asked uh, Ronnie 2003 or Jay uh, 2009. Ron, I'm asking because I have my answer. But well, what's the question? Who would I rather? Who, who would like? win? I think it's oh. just who would win. That's my assumption. Ronnie 2003 would still win. I think. I do too. Um, he's just too big. Just too big. I don't think people realize uh, if you weren't like literally there or if you can't get online and Google, like the thing that made Ronnie really blow my mind was his quad sweep from the side. It went forward like inches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can find a, if if you guys can find a shot of them from the side in 03, like it just, my, I mean, I've been to every show. Every Olympia pretty much since, and nothing has blown my mind like that year. It was ridiculous. And I was there when Jay won in 09, too. Yeah. So, he's just too much. Yeah, too much. Made everybody laugh. Yeah, it was frightening. Okay, I'm not going to... I still remember my buddy John, who competed in the 2003 Olympia. Yep, I remember. He he came out to uh, arms wide open was his routine. How about that? Yeah, yeah. And he... (laughs) He, uh, he said he, they were getting ready backstage for prejudging, and Ronnie took his jacket off. And he was just standing there with his jacket off. And everybody, this is prejudging. And everyone's just walking up to him, shaking his hand. They're like, congrats, man. You look fucking crazy. Holy shit, Ronnie, congrats. Everyone's just congratulating him. And it was the Olympia. <laughs> you know what my favorite part was? Do you remember when they used to do the challenge round, and they were trying to like amp it up for pay-per-view? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll never forget, uh, Triple H goes to... Uh, to to Dexter, he goes, well, Dex, how are you going to do it? He goes, all I'm saying, man, is I'm getting second. <laughs> goes, second? And he literally looks at me and goes, come on, man, that's Ronnie Coleman. That was the answer. Yeah, like, he's not even going to play the game. Like, I don't care what you want me to say for rating. <laughs> yeah, I know you it's want me to say Ronnie I'm going to beat him, and you want me to talk it up, and you want me to give you the, yeah, but I'm not. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going for second. Yeah, okay. Go for it, Scott. You had something? I'm not going to read it. I'll just put it up here. I'm just going to put this one up here and let it sit there. <laughs> hey, here's here's the answer. I don't have to make my girlfriend do anything. It's a valid point. It's a very valid. That's a good girlfriend right there. <laughs> I just love that he says spelunking. <laughs> That's not a word you get to use every day. No, no, that's creative. You don't, you don't get to work that in very often. That's not in the common daily vernacular. 
I gotta try now. Now this is gonna be like a focus for the next week. Yeah, yeah. I'll keep saying it. Why does Dusty house. keep trying to say spelunking? It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Just like working it in. <laughs> yeah. I'm leading all conversations. I don't want to bring that up right now because we're going to have tacos tonight. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Dexter Jackson could be tossed into the conversation, uh, even though he did progress, but his physique was always similar. But he was really small, though, wasn't he? Like, he started out as a bantamweight. Dexter transformed ridiculously. I mean, he had a great physique. I think Dexter put on 30 pounds from back then. Like, literally, he... I don't think people realize as good as he was, like when he was getting eighth or ninth at Olympia, he was small. He was yeah. not small at the end of his career. No. <laughs> like, yeah, size was never size never was the reason that Dexter Jackson didn't win by the end. You know, yeah. I think I had a couple. These are from last week. What was this one here? This is from the last show. Actually, it was in the YouTube comments. Um. Do you implement any walks after meals and so on? And what do you think about staying active during your day so calories are utilized more efficiently? And I'm going to throw something out there to you guys. I feel like people are doing a lot more like neat cardio. You notice mm-hmm. that? Like it used to be that you were on the treadmill to do all your cardio and now people are like, well, I just count my calorie or I count my steps now. I feel like that's the new, really, that's the new wave, uh, the direction people are going. Mm-hmm. Just total activity is being measured more now. Yeah. Um, well, I know that, you know, Stan Efforting talks about the benefits of short little, you know, 10 minute walks post meal. And oh, digestion. I mean, yeah. And I mean, I could tell you, like, I totally agree with that. I mean, I know how it feels to eat a meal and then immediately have to go for a walk, like with all that, because it happens when we're in airports, right? We have to eat a meal and then all of a sudden I have to walk 10 minutes to a gate. Yeah. And I know for a fact, I, I know my body, it really does make a difference. Like that food is like, I feel like flat bellied by the time I get to the gate and everything like, and all the talk about 10 minute walks post meal, I've paid a lot more attention to when I have to do that. And, um, you know, or if you just eat a meal and then you have to like, go run and do something, you know, you have to mm-hmm. go do this, go do that. Being active does help move your food along like i don't know exactly why but i do think that like laying around and eating your meals um things digest differently than when you're you know on the go you know yeah for sure all right i got one more from Paige, our female listener number three any suggestions on a good back day finisher exercise well if you're looking for like maximum blood i really like a pull down like a shoulder width neutral grip pull down, supersetted with straight arm rope pullovers. Ooh, superset. Yeah, that's a great one. That's like maximum blood flow. Lat I have a exercise. I have a really good one where you row so fucking heavy that you don't need to do a finisher because you're fucked and you just go. Home. <laughs> you just do just do, <laughs> just do bent rows. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're done. You're good here. No, um, I mean truthfully though. I do. I actually do think that those kind of movements are great because you can't when a, when you when you're totally more or less done, you can. It does really help you to uh, focus on what you're trying to activate. Focus exactly where you're squeezing. So I do actually, all kidding aside, like to get into some like single arm cable work, whether it's coming from up high, like a high row version right. or even a low row, <clears throat> and really targeting the stretch and the contraction of a specific spot. 
Um, I do like that kind of stuff. I'm the jury's out to me on whether it matters, to be honest with you. Right. But right. It's a good, it's a good, good. Uh, warm, fuzzy before I walk out of the gym and feel like you, you took everything out you possibly had. And to be totally honest, what I've been finishing back workouts with lately is T-bar rows. Huh. <laughs> like, and that'll you know, do it. <laughs> regular. We use the 35 pound plate so we can get a little bit more range. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, Must. Uh, I bend over. I'm bending over quite a bit. Like I'm almost touching the floor on every rep with them and stuff, but yeah. So that kind of goes back to your finish with a heavy row movement, you know, towards the whole back. I have one more for you guys. I, I want to pose this to you. So you guys said the most famous person you have could be Flex Lewis or who was the other person? Well, Jay. Jay Cutler or Jay Cutler. Okay. Jay, Jay, maybe, but what I was going to say, DLB, where does she fit into that? Cause I feel like oh, yeah. DLB is like, I think there's more people yeah, that know more DLB yeah, than, you know what I mean? Hardcore bodybuilders. Like she, they have those other markets that they yeah, she expands into. out. I don't know that yeah. anyone's bigger than Jay in the industry though, to be honest, yeah. even yeah. though she reaches out. Yeah. But I think that Rob and Dana definitely, um, <clears throat> are up there for for the for the highest mm-hmm. but jay, jay i don't i don't think i mean truthfully like jay is recognized by people who don't even know the industry i've seen him walk through an airport yeah i was thinking flex versus dlb i could see a battle there but yeah, jay I think so. yeah jay maybe not yeah he's in another stratosphere for sure victoria works mm-hmm. with her now oh yeah oh yeah 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 she's been helping her nice that's cool When's Victoria coming on? She wouldn't. I would love if I could just be like, Victoria, come on the show. But she she won't do it. So we can make it happen, though. I told her she should. Is she, is she big timing you more now that you're the husband than she was before? <sighs> yeah, she's like, get with my people. I don't want to point this out. Yeah, she's like, call, <laughs> listen, call, I am your people. Well, you got to yeah. see if you can get me in the schedule. And as you can see, I'm fucking full. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Classic. That's all we got, Ron, on questions. Yeah, that's fine. Right. That's beautiful. That was, a, that was a good, a good live. We went like I over got, an hour and a half. I got my lead, I got my leader in, and I gotta take a piss real bad. So that's like perfect timing. <laughs> but your age, it time. happens. We'll yeah, get those Crocs um, on, and let's get out of here. Yeah, no, I'm happy to be back from the trip, and uh, these live shows are fun to do once in a while. So it's good, uh, you know, it's good practice, good interaction, and we do have some really cool guests lined up and uh we're gonna try to do that two show a week format right guys yes yes okay we'll set that up for next week and we'll get a guest going cool because cool. there's lots of people that are eager to come on i got a few messages already they're people that we kind of been talking to and they're like mm-hmm. hey just circling back let's get that booked yeah so yeah. they're they want to go too so okay nice. and thank Thanks, you to everybody. everybody yeah yeah thank you guys remember to like share subscribe comment and Ring the bell. Gotta ring the there bell. Go. Love that. The bell okay, is everything. Thanks. That's the most important part. Thanks, Dusty. Thanks, Scott. The bell is everything. Remember, it's just bodybuilding. <laughs>